The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in sole possession of first place in the NFC South thanks to the absolute beatdown that they put on the New Orleans Saints. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and our every livers. And as always, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Taking a look at some of the biggest takeaways that I have from the win against the New Orleans Saints and handing out game balls in just a little bit. But first, let's discuss the biggest moments of the game that helped launch the Bucks to their 26 to 9 road victory. And for me, there is absolutely no question in my mind. The biggest moment of this game was Antoine Winfield Jr. forcing a fumble with 41 seconds left in the first half. So you have Baker Mayfield underthrow Chris Godwin in the end zone. The ball is picked off and the the I can't remember the player that ended up intercepting it, but he was basically down at the one. His momentum carried him into the end zone. So the Saints have first and 10 from their own one-yard line. Prentice got the carry to try to give them a little bit of breathing room, but he did what so many people do and made a big mistake fighting for the extra yards. That allowed Antoine Winfield Jr. to do a little peanut punch and knock the ball out and then recover the fumble at the Saints' six-yard line. Two plays later, Baker Mayfield finds Trey Palmer for, as my kids called it, a little bit of a uh, head top for the touchdown with 19 seconds left, putting the Buccaneers up 14-3 to at halftime. So the reason that is by far the biggest moment is that the Buccaneers had the lead already. It was 7-3, to but they lost all the momentum on that interception thrown by Baker Mayfield. So instead of what looked like their ability to double up, score some points before half, receive the second half kickoff, the Bucs gave the Saints a chance to stay within striking distance, keeping the game at 7-3 to three at halftime. Instead, Antoine Winfield Jr. steps up huge, takes the ball right back on the very next play, and allows the offense to increase their lead before halftime. 
Do want to talk about a couple of other big moments throughout the game. Not as big as Antoine Winfield Jr.'s forced fumble and fumble recovery, but Baker Mayfield had a seven-yard scramble on third and seven from the Saints 33 to extend that drive. At the time, the Buccaneers were down three to nothing. That drive ends up with a Cade Otten touchdown with the Bucs going up seven to three. And on that touchdown pass to Cade Otten, another big moment. Baker Mayfield gets absolutely folded in half the wrong way thanks to a late hit, as Stephen Chase said on Twitter, Bounty Gate still in full effect. But he was able to walk it off, shake it off, return to the game. That was huge. Then uh, Winfield, again, with the third down pass breakup in the end zone that would have been a touchdown catch by Chris Olave. On third and seven from the Saints 47-yard line, Mayfield found Chris Godwin for a huge catch and run for 42 yards down to the five-yard line. On third and goal, Mayfield finds uh, another touchdown pass to Devin Tompkins on an absolutely phenomenal diving catch. And then finally, my other big moment of this game, the sack and forced fumble by Vita Vea on fourth and 10 with three and a half minutes left in the game. That effectively sealed it. Uh, the Bucs would go on to kick the field goal to go up 26 to nine. But then a bonus for all the Buccaneers fans, Jameis Winston comes into the game, throws one pass and is intercepted by D Delaney because, hey, that's just what Jameis Winston does. We do however, have to talk about some bad news. And that was Mike Evans leaving the game towards the end of the second quarter with a hamstring injury. He tried to stretch it out, tried to work it out, got on the stationary bike, could not get going, and ended up leaving for the rest of the game. He did have three catches on three targets for 40 yards, all of them against his child, Marshawn Lattimore. Luckily, Evans' departure didn't turn out to hurt the Buccaneers too much. And as much as David and I complained when the schedule was released about how early this bye week was for the Buccaneers, now looks like it could not have come at a better time. You got Mike Evans, Jamel Dean, Ryan Neal, who went out of this game with a concussion, Kalijah Kansi, Servassier Dennis, all looking to return to the field sooner than later, having this week off, getting to rest those injuries, getting to rest those guys. That's going to be huge for the Buccaneers coming up in week six when they take on the Detroit Lions for Cream Sickle Day. I do want to go ahead and jump over to the comment section real quick. You guys are blowing it up. Um, we got uh, Derek in the uh, in the chat saying big freaking bake. Yes, absolutely. Baker was fantastic. Pete in the chat, Jameis being Jameis with all kinds of laughing emojis. Uh, Adam in the chat. It's fate that we are on the receiving end of a Winston pick. He killed us enough in the past. Hey, at least he's learned how to throw to Buccaneers players now, right? I mean, he did it three times in his last meeting against the Bucs, does it in his one pass against the Buccaneers in this game. And uh, we got uh, Nixon in the chat. Baker is Doug Williams. It's not pretty, but he finds a way to win. I do love that. Um, Matt in the chat says, did you watch the Saints postgame interviews? Cam Jordan was befuddled by Baker Mayfield's escapability and toughness. 
fire the cannons, Mad Dog. I did not see that. I did, however, see the video of Cam Jordan recirculating, talking about how the Bucks were going to return to where they were while laughing because Tom Brady was gone. Well, Cam, the Bucks did return to where they were, and that is first place in the NFC South and winning the last three matchups against the New Orleans Saints. That's right. Todd Bowles, as a Buccaneers head coach, 3-0 and against the Saints. And someone can fact check me on this in the chat, but I'm pretty sure this is the Buccaneers' first three-game winning streak against the New Orleans Saints since they both started playing in the NFC South back in 2002. Double check that for me, but I'm pretty sure I read that earlier in the week. Um, G Vegas in the chat, Winfield stepping up when needed. will give him a contract bigger than Jesse Bates, probably because he deserves a contract bigger than Jesse Bates because Antoine Winfield is him. That is one of my biggest takeaways from the win. I'm going to get to all of those coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is super easy to post your job listing, and then you just add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Every dayers, be sure to join us again tomorrow for some stash it and trash it as we have more reaction coming out of the Buccaneers' big win in New Orleans. There's plenty to take away from this game, but here are a few of the things that I want to focus on. You guys drop your biggest takeaways in the chat and I will get to those here shortly. You guys are crushing it in the chat. It's hard for me to keep up. But first and foremost, Antoine Winfield Jr. is him. And yes, for those of you that follow at Locked On Bucks on Twitter, I am the one that put up the poll asking if he should get an official name change to Antoine Hemfield Jr. Because that's what I'm going to call him from now on. Nine tackles, a team high. One sack two tackles for loss, a pass defense, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. He's been dominating all season long. David and I have talked ad nauseum about Antoine Winfield Jr. playing at an all-pro caliber level in 2022, and the only reason he wasn't an all-pro or a pro bowler 
was that the season that he had was derailed by injury. These are the kind of performances that we have been talking about because he was doing it week in and week out last year. Now he's doing it week in and week out this year. Yes, the forced fumble and fumble recovery was huge, but the pass breakup on Olave in the end zone was even bigger. That pass to Olave, if it is caught, because Olave flat out beat D Delaney. I believe it was D Delaney in coverage on that play. Just absolutely smoked him. Winfield has that catch up speed, gets back, gets to the end zone as the ball is coming down. And if he doesn't do that, all of a sudden Olave has a 50 yard touchdown catch. The game is 14 to 10, and there's still 11 and a half minutes left in the third quarter. But the entire complexion of that game hinged on Antoine Winfield Jr. breaking up that pass because it kept the game at 14 to three. The Saints punted instead of only being down by four. It was a massive play by arguably the best player on the Buccaneers defense right now. Yes, Vita Vea is fantastic. Yes, Levante David and Devin White are fantastic, but I don't think anybody has played as well or as consistently as Antoine Himfield Jr. has through four games this season. My next biggest takeaway, throw the ball to Chris Godwin and good things happen. Guys in the live chat, how much have I been pounding the table since the loss to the Eagles? about getting the ball to Chris Godwin, that these five and six target games were not going to get the job done. I don't like that his target share came at the expense of Mike Evans being out due to injury, but this is why I've been pounding the table. 11 targets translated into eight receptions, 114 yards, five first downs. Now imagine if Godwin is getting this level of target share with Mike Evans also on the field, bringing in 12, 14, 16 targets a game. Baker Mayfield only threw the ball, I think it was 32 times, and you could have had two-thirds of those targets going to Evans and Godwin, and these are the kinds of good things that are going to happen because of it. Godwin, eight catches on 11 targets. Evans, three catches on three targets. That's 11 of 14. 11 of 14 passing for Baker Mayfield to the dynamic duo of Godwin and Evans. Start working him more into the game plan because he can be a game changer. The yards after catch, the moving the sticks on third down, put the ball in his hands and good things are going to happen. I do have a takeaway that's a, a little little on the negative side, and I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but I do have to talk about it, and you guys know, you knew watching the game that I was going to talk about it, and it's the penalties. Now, yes, the intentional grounding on Baker Mayfield was about as weak as it gets. Rashad White was in the area. It was a bad call that derailed the Buccaneers' opening drive. So were a couple of calls against the defense. The roughing the passer on green, a defensive holding call that was even, even Robert Smith, the former Minnesota Vikings, said on the broadcast, that was a really weak call. But the Buccaneers have to stop with the self-inflicted wounds, the pre-snap penalties. Just stop it. Against a good team, that is going to hurt you. You saw that on Monday night. 
control what you can control and you can control the false starts and the jumping off sides and the stupid, stupid penalties. Clean it up. You have a bye week. Work on this. Clean up those penalties. You've got to quit. But I'm not going to end on a negative note. Let's let's flip it back to a high note. And you guys, you know, I've I've been incredibly hard on Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Somebody else that I've been incredibly hard on has been Zion McCollum. But one of my biggest takeaways is how much Zion McCollum has stepped up. He started in place of an injured Carlton Davis for two weeks. Now he steps in and starts for an injured Jamel Dean this week, and he has done a really, really good job of not giving up the big plays that we've seen him give up throughout preseason. He finished the day with four tackles and a pass breakup on that play where he absolutely decleated Chris Olave on that quick screen pass. He's getting better week by week by week, and you absolutely love to see it. As banged up and beat up as this Buccaneer secondary is, and as much as Jamel Dean has struggled through the early part of the year, seeing Zion McCollum get into this rhythm, get into this comfort zone in this Buccaneers defense and play really good physical football has been, I mean, you can't really say music to your ears because you're watching it happen, but it's been such a breath of fresh air compared to what we've seen him do at times throughout the preseason. I even said on the crossover episode with Ross Jackson that I've called Zion McCollum the Jameis Winston of the secondary because he will make some jaw-dropping amazing plays and he will make some jaw-dropping boneheaded plays. We haven't seen nearly as many of those boneheaded plays as we've seen him play just really, really good, solid football. Let's go ahead and jump into the chat again real quick. Before we hit the break, we got Mad Dog uh, saying that one of his takeaways is the offense and defense are beginning to gel. Fire the cannons. Destined for greatness. Evans owned Lattimore early. He absolutely did. You have no idea how badly I wanted to see a Mike Evans touchdown catch. And if Marshawn Lattimore wasn't such a pansy, whiny baby and didn't tackle Mike Evans when he beat him off the line, I guarantee that pass from Baker Mayfield ends in a touchdown. But hey, Marshawn Lattimore is weak and obviously was struggling against Mike Evans and got in his head. And then he decided to tackle him and then cry to the refs because he didn't understand why he got flagged for defensive pass interference. Uh, Demon Hunter in the chat. Speaking of Christian, he's referring to Christian Izium. He is also him. So glad everyone else whiffed on him. Izium has been just fantastic. I love watching that kid play. He has done a great job in the slot and he had a tough assignment going up against Rashid Shahid. And Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas finished with four catches for 53 yards. Still, you know, not a, not a real great day for him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really good seeing the secondary overcome the injuries and play really, really well. Um, we got, uh, demon hunter in the chat. Glad we have a kicker. I absolutely am too. And, uh, yeah. Chase McLaughlin, my my Illinois dude. You guys see the block eye in the back for those of you in the live. Uh, coming up, 
We are going to be passing out some game balls to the top performers of week four. Go ahead, start dropping your game balls in the chat. And we are going to get to those coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were far and away the longest odds to win the NFC South through and through four weeks. They are sitting at three and one and clearly have the best quarterback in the division. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a live victory edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And it is time to pass out some game balls. You guys know how I do it. We do two on offense. We do two on defense. First and foremost, game ball number one, Antoine Hemfield Jr. I already read the stat lines, but for those of you that have just joined, nine tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass defense, one force fumble, one fumble recovery, but the dude has been doing it all year long. He's flying around the field. He's doing well in pass coverage. He's doing well in run coverage. He's doing well blitzing the opposing quarterback. Antoine Hemfield Jr. is the do-it-all man for this Buccaneers defense. On the season, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, four passes defensed. Oh, and is leading the Buccaneers in tackles through four games. Antoine Hemfield Jr. gets the first game ball. Game ball number one for the offense is Baker Mayfield. Finished 25 of 32 for 246, three touchdowns and an interception. Had eight rushes for 31 yards. I think we can say that this has been Baker Mayfield's best game as the Buccaneers quarterback. He's the best third down quarterback in the NFL. No other quarterback has converted more third downs than Baker Mayfield has this season. He is absolutely crushing it. I love the drive that he has. I love the passion that he has. I love the toughness that he shows. This guy literally got folded like a pretzel and was back out on the field the very next drive. Keep it up. And, and, and something else that we're seeing from Baker Mayfield that Bucks fans have not seen in quite some time is his ability to gain first downs with his legs, even on third and sevens, third and eights. When there's no one down the field, Baker will take off and run, lower that shoulder. He's not sliding. He's not giving up. He's lowering the shoulder, running through defenders, and fighting for every single inch. You love to see that as long as he protects himself and stays healthy. You don't want to see the injuries happen. Game ball number two, going to a defensive player. I'm giving it 
to Carlton Davis. And I think Carlton Davis quietly had a really, really big game. Stat line's not going to show it. Four tackles, one pass defensed. But go back. Go back to week one. Justin Jefferson, 150 yards. DJ Moore, 104 yards. Last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, A.J. Brown, 131 yards. The New Orleans Saints number one wide receiver, Chris Olave, six targets, one catch for four yards. And Davis was on Chris Olave the majority of the game. Absolutely shut him down. The even better part about Carlton Davis' performance is that he didn't leave the game for any type of, of reason, didn't appear to re-aggravate that toe injury. He appeared to be back to his normal self, and the Buccaneers are going to need that moving forward. You got Amon Ra St. Brown coming to town in two weeks. You need Carlton Davis to be at the top of his game like he was against the New Orleans Saints. Fantastic day out of him. I loved to see it. Game ball number two. I got to give it to Chris Godwin. It was his best game of the season by far. Eight catches on 11 targets for 114 yards. And I will say this. I absolutely loved the design play for Chris Godwin to throw a pass. It wasn't a great pass as Trey Palmer had a couple of guys on him. However, it also probably should have been defensive pass interference on uh, Yeadam, Yeadam, however you pronounce that dude's last name, number 27 for the Saints, who did get called for a pass interference uh, at one point during the game, but he definitely hit Palmer before the ball got there. But I loved the creativity. creativity. I loved the utilization of Chris Godwin in this one. I, I love the utilization of him over the course of the season, getting those end arounds, getting the passes, now getting an opportunity to throw the ball. I just want to see more of it on a week-to-week basis. And I am going to give out a bonus game ball. It's not normal. We don't typically give them to coaches, but a game ball to Dave Canales. I like that he's sticking with the run game, and it paid off in the second half. Rashad White started clipping off some really nice chunk runs. So I like that he's sticking with it. As I've I mentioned before, the, the John Cooper saying, process over outcome. Stick with the program. The results are going to come. I like the Canales is doing that. I like the creativity we're seeing out of him, the new wrinkles that he's adding into the offense on a week-to-week basis. And it just seems to me that he's getting more comfortable as a play caller, reacting and adjusting to what he's seeing from opposing defenses. And he's only going to get better the more experience he gets. I like the steady improvement from Dave Canales that we have seen over the course of the season. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the live chat. Let's see who you guys are giving your game balls to. Uh, We got Mike saying the Baker is by far the best quarterback in the NFC South. Absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, We've got uh js cog 96 saying baker is going to do some amazing things in tampa absolutely agree adam handing out game balls left and right he's giving it to antoine hemfield baker mayfield chase mclaughlin chris godwin and zion mccollum we got demon hunter saying Izian is defensive rookie of the year i'm not going to go that far uh he may end up being the bucks 
defensive rookie of the year, but let's see what happens when Kalijah Kansi gets back onto the field. Is he a no? For an undrafted rookie free agent, he's been absolutely outstanding. We got uh, San Anto Gatto. Uh, Baker definitely owns Derek Carr since last year, too, with a laughing emoji. Hey, Baker Mayfield undefeated uh, in games in New Orleans as an NFL quarterback. Uh, we got Chris in the chat. Winfield is a beast. Izzy in his great value and only getting better. Any more, any more game balls in the chat here? Demon Hunter Baker for MVP. We got my buddy David Stacks in the chat. Uh, he's giving out game balls to Winfield Jr. and Chris Godwin. And uh, let's see. Just me in the chat says Baker makes the offensive line look better. Look, his evasiveness, his ability to pick up the ball and run when there's nothing down the field instead of forcing bad passes, making bad decisions, it does help uh, the um, – the offensive line look a little bit better. Want to see more push out of them in the run game. But like I said, I liked that Canales stuck with the run game, even though the results weren't there early, because then in the second half, you started seeing those chunk plays by Rashad White. Even Keyshawn Vaughn had a couple of really nice runs. Didn't mention him throughout the show, but it, you know he deserved an opportunity. Sean Tucker has been struggling. You give Keyshawn Vaughn a chance, and he he did pretty okay with his opportunities to run the ball. Um, Damon says uh, that Baker makes opposing D lines look foolish. We've got uh, destined for greatness is given a game ball to Devin Tompkins, who he said came up clutch without Mike Evans in the game. I agree with you. Devin Tompkins, a really, really solid game out of him. Sharp beats. Don't forget about Vita Vea. He gets a game ball too because he kept that middle locked down. That's why they couldn't run the ball. Love that. Sharp beats. And then finally, last one I'm going to throw up here. Pewter Crew says the offensive game ball goes to Baker. Defensive goes to Antoine Winfield Jr. And he also gives Dave Canales a bonus game ball. With that, I am going to bid you all a fair adieu. I loved all the energy and all of you joining in on the live chat. Love seeing you guys in there. Coming up tomorrow, David and I will be back for more reaction to the Buccaneers' big win over the New Orleans Saints, bringing out the stash it or trash it, and much, much more. In the meantime, make sure you are checking out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks and at JayYarko underscore bucks hope you all have an absolutely outstanding victory monday stay safe stay healthy fire the cannons and thank you so much for joining me right here on locked on bucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.